The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is up? We are back. Triple Cross crew. I'm John at Triple Cross John. That's Casey at Niners Fan Man. We got trades. We got it's trade. It's a trade of Palooza, a trade, uh, a, tr- a festival, a festival of trades, if you will. We're going to talk about a lot of them. But first, let's talk about how this show works. Every 10 likes on the video on YouTube, we give away a $25 gift card uh, so that you can win swag and sports cards and all the things. So you know what to do. Tap the like button, comment, let us know you're here. Where are we at right now? I don't even know. I don't even know what we're at right now. My head is spinning how many we're at right now. I don't know either, but that's crazy. Neither of us know. Right yeah, now we'll we are out. at five likes. We're currently sitting sitting on five likes, kids. Uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a week, man. It's been a it's been a heavy week of trades. So let's just get into these kind of one by one. I think um, Adam said sad face. I think that's because we didn't go live yesterday. Yama, I like that name. Yama, Yama Dolo, Yama be there, Yama Dolo. What's up, everybody? Uh, let's go through these trades one by one. First up, James Harden has been traded to the Los Angeles Resters. I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the package included P.J. Tucker, a bunch of picks, and some other things as well. Basically, a slew of role players and picks for James Harden. The Clippers now have... Uh, they don't have P.J. Tucker, so that is significant. Or not P.J. Tucker, right? Is P.J. Tucker part of the trade? I don't have it pulled up. Oh, I don't either. The Clippers now have the Clippers now have Harden and Westbrook, who are now playing together on their third team. <laughs> this is the third time these two have played together. Uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. What do you think about this one, Casey? Did the Clippers get good here, or did the Clippers get like meh? What happened? What happened in this trade? Yeah, well, I mean, the Clippers are just where careers go to die. Man, I don't know. I I'm not convinced. Uh, I think your take. I'm generally low on on the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't change that for me. It just makes me feel less like Harden is going to be a factor that matters. It, you know, when it comes to like playoffs and stuff, because uh, they might not even be there, or they they aren't going to be a high impact team. Maybe when it comes to it. I don't know. Hot take, maybe, but uh, you know, they got to be healthy. They got to get healthy and stay healthy. And uh, this team has just proven to me that they cannot do that. Uh, I think that, you know, apart from Kawhi being the hand size champ of the NBA, uh, this team has to prove it to me before I believe much. Yeah. Clippers sitting on one loss this year so far. Obviously, it doesn't mean much. Only four games into the season. No, nah, they're one toast. Lo- it's over, man. Get them one, out of here. One loss to the Utah Jazz. And that was Ooh. full. Everybody was playing. Everybody was playing. Uh, but yeah, a loss to the jazz is tough and I'm pretty sure that might be the jazz's only win. So, uh, no, I mean, look, I think they got better. I I actually think the Clippers are good. I've said this before about the Clippers. I think the Clippers are that team that really can, and and they're actually the best. If every team's playing, they're the best. They're, they're, they're the best. The Clippers are the best at their best. Uh, (laughs) it's just that, you know, they're rarely at their best. So I get what you're saying, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of load managing, a lot of injuries going on. And if you load manage all season, you know, can you really expect to play seven game series, two, three series in a row? You know, maybe not. Uh, but the James Harden experiment will be interesting because he doesn't really load manage. Like he gets hurt sometimes. Usually when he's not playing, it's because he's having uh, creative differences, if you will. Yeah. Good point. Even if they can be healthy going into the playoffs, have they been healthy leading up to that? Or do they have the chemistry flowing at that point? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Not me for sure, uh, but I'm I'm rooting elsewhere this season. Yeah, all right. So bottom line, where do the Clippers land? They what land playing, baby. Playing, and then they, they're played out. Play I think I said that about another team last episode. but you You think that this James Harden trade gets them to the play in and then a first round out. Uh, yeah, I disagree. I think it's do or die for the Clippers. It's now or never. I think we're going to see them in a Western conference finals with this Ooh. James Harden trade hot take. I don't know. I don't know if it's really that hot, but they're better at full force. They're better than the Suns. at full force. They're better than the Lakers. Only team they might not be better than is the nuggets. So depending on where the seating falls, I think that we see them in the Western conference finals. Now that said, there's just a lot of factors that will probably make that not happen. 
but they're capable of it. And it's going to either happen now or it's going to happen never. So I like it. Let's go. We agree on that, John. It's now or never. We're just on different sides of that equation. We've seen Kawhi win NBA titles with two separate teams, basically a bunch of him and a bunch of also rans. So, you know, I think, I think there's a chance. I think there, anytime you got Kawhi, you got that puncher's chance. All right, moving on. Next trade is moving over to the NFL. Chase Young has been traded to the 49ers for a third round pick. Uh, let's lay out the trade here. So we got a third round pick goes to the Washington commanders. Chase Young goes to the 49ers and that's it. That's the whole trade. I think there might've been another pick involved, another later pick, but that's the, that's the gist of it anyhow. Yeah. Okay. So resident Niners fan here. How are you feeling about this one, Casey? Yeah, it's, it's pretty important one. Uh, the Niners pretty stocked up on the D line as it is, but the production hasn't been there in the way that they'd like to see it. Um, they're, you know, it's not exactly a surprise. Bosa sat out for all of training camp in the preseason and basically right until the beginning of the season. So we expected he might start a bit slow, being the reigning DPOY or Defensive Player of the Year. He's now paired back up with his ex-college teammate. Uh, they played together uh, for the 2017 and 2018 seasons at Ohio State. And uh, coming into the league, actually, uh, people might have forgotten this because his career is kind of been a roller coaster but chase young was the defensive rookie of the year in 2020 mm-hmm. so two really like really young guys who have chemistry together they've already played together uh they are the perfect scheme fits for this niners defense i expect that these guys are are going to turn up to production now this is an immediate upgrade that they can use i expect <clears throat> excuse me um i expect him to come out in full force in the first game uh, they have a bye week this week, so they have two full weeks to to kind of prepare and get everything sound and have them schemed up. Uh, those two combined for 33 sacks in the two seasons they played together in college. Uh, I think we're going to see something around that number uh, over the next like season and a half here. Or season, I guess we don't know if he'll remain on the team after this year. This is a contract year for Young. So kind of a rental, but hey, if it's what puts them to the top of the mountain, gets them finally to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl winning champions. Then I like it a lot. I guess that's I like my it a lot anyway, though. I guess that's my question. Like, does this really matter? What difference does it make? Is there are they actually more of a contender now than they already were? Where did you have them before, and where do you have yep. them now? Um, it, you know, again, like a lot of people pro- projected, they'd be a top five defense this season. They were last season anyway. They didn't really get any worse over the off season. But the production, I would say, puts them more in like the top 10 uh, so far this season. This is an immediate upgrade to one of the most important positions on a defense. I think if you were worried they wouldn't finish top five defensively, I think that is now, you know, barring injuries, uh, all but a guarantee. I mean, I cannot imagine that it goes another way. So it gives them it gives what it does is it gives them the same chance they had last season. They're going to have a top five defense now. And the offense looked like they were unstoppable last season until Purdy got hurt. Now maybe they don't look quite that way, but they're they're being given that chance. They're getting that mulligan. Yeah. If the offense can prove it and and do what the offense did for the first five weeks of this year, what this move means is the defense should do its job and then some. So you can't blame it on the defense if the team isn't good this year. I think. Yep. Uh, just a reminder for everybody who's watching. Every 10 likes on the video, we give away a $25 gift card. Uh, You can win swag. You can win uh, signed NFL jerseys, signed NBA jerseys, all that kind of stuff. So uh, get the likes up on the video. Uh, It looks like we're at like eight right now, and there's currently seven people watching. I know there's two of you who have not liked the video yet. Once we get to 10, we owe you a $25 gift card. If we get to 20, we just go ahead and do it. We do the $25 gift card. We spin it. Uh, we got a little wheel we spin. Um, but if we don't, if we don't get to 20, if we only get to 10, then we do it at the end of the show on our private kind of watch party community. Yama says it's now or never. I'm pretty sure she was talking about the Clippers a little bit behind the shoe. She That's was right. works for both teams that we just talked about though. Now or never for the Niners as well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, Washington has been big time sellers. I feel like uh, chase young for yeah. a third round is kind of a steal. Honestly. I mean, if you're a win now team, uh, but, but like, let's say a mid team, right. Where it's a third round, a chase young, like kind of equal that, like if you're not rebuilding or 
uh, win now team. I, I still feel like Chase Young for a third is a steal. Although that said, I'm I'm lower on draft picks. I think there's, you know, there's plenty of third round draft picks that never get as good as Chase Young. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, his his other defensive end from Washington got traded off as well. So Washington's D is taking a huge hit this week. Yeah. Uh, they traded away Montez Sweat to the Bears, which is Washington not just a, getting hit in the D this week. Yeah. But to your point, not a win now team in the Bears. So really similar situation. Uh, they had to pay more. So yeah. it's not a rental. He's not going to see free agency. Uh, they have to pay more because probably it's a bad team and they're going to look to re-sign him, I would assume. Otherwise, what are the Bears doing? But that's such a Bears move anyway. Maybe they will just... just yeah, they're, they're trying to screw up. That's what they're doing. That's their that's their main gig. They're like, I mean, they're I don't know, guys. We won a game or two. Uh, we need to do something here. We need to do something to mess this up. Uh, yeah, no, if you were on Washington's D before, it's time to get off Washington's D. Get off the D. It's not, it's not good anymore. You're overdosing on vitamin D in Washington, you guys. <laughs> Um, all right. Last trade. This is kind of an injury trade combo. We got Josh Dobbs traded from the Arizona Cardinals to the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is injured out for the season. Uh, so Josh Dobbs is no longer with NASA or the Arizona Cardinals. He's now in Minnesota with the Vikings, uh, Traded there to take over for Kirk Cousins, presumably, for the remainder of the season after this week. Casey, what do you think about this one? I have thoughts as a Vikings fan, but I'll kick it to you first. I like it, honestly. Uh, I don't know his contract details, uh, but I can't imagine he's getting paid all that much uh, being a backup quarterback. And at this point in his career, um, I mean, he's a young guy. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to say he's like some old journeyman, but he is a backup in most people's eyes. Yeah. He's kind of this like fringe guy. He's like a high end backup, I think is fair to say. He and, seems high ceiling, low floor, kind of. Uh, There's lower floors for sure, but he, he's an unknown to some degree still, even though we've seen him play a little bit. Uh, we've seen just enough to to still have more questions, right? Like we haven't seen enough to say like he sucks. We also haven't seen enough to say that, oh, no, he's the answer for somebody. Uh, and that makes total sense why the Vikings would do this, right? Because yeah. the the Vikings, the Vikings from Vikings, the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are sitting now at four and four, uh, which isn't a bad record. It's 500. You know, Justin Jefferson's on the mend. He'll be back sooner rather than later. The team's going to get a little bit better. Uh, they're stuck with Jaron Hall who we all know is a superstar in the NFL. Yeah. Um, NFL, starting... NFL superstar Jaron Hall. Yeah. He's been, he's been named the starter this week, so that's not going to change. Uh, that was before the acquisition of Dobbs, but it's a lot to expect the guy to be ready to go in one yeah. week. Even though we already did it once this season with Arizona before week one, uh, the, the Vikings are going to give him the privilege of sitting at least yeah. a week before he has to start for a team which is nice. He's going to be able to learn the playbook a little bit. And yeah. I would assume he takes over the starting role, barring some Jaron Hall absolute breakout game. Uh, but if he shows the coaches what they want to see, he'll stay the starter. Uh, either way, they should have an okay starter. Uh, that's what Josh Dobbs represents is an yeah. okay guy. He should have more talent surrounding him than he did in Arizona, especially when Justin Jefferson comes back. So there's some hopes here. This division that they're in also not very good. The Lions, sure, six and two, your main competition for sure. Uh, but they, they've looked a little two-faced. They, they show up some weeks, some of the weeks they don't. Uh, then there's, there's the one Packers. week in particular where they've shown up really, really poorly. Yeah. But then we got the Packers and the Bears both sitting at two wins right now. Uh, that's half as many as the Vikings have. So the Vikings don't need to do much to be in the top two teams in this division. They're sitting in a wild card, like in the hunt kind of zone. And I, I wouldn't even say the division's out yeah. of reach. So if these quarterbacks can play well for them, I think the Vikings can still make the playoffs. Call me crazy. You know, yeah, as a Vikings fan, I think it was like very exciting <laughs> to be looking down the barrel of of a 45, 45, probably six winnable games, six very, very winnable games. Like on the other side of the Niners, we had a, a very hard schedule to start. The Niners, I thought would be a loss. And then I thought we're sitting at one and five, but like we're sitting at one and five, but looking at six winnable games, we ended up two and four. We're looking at six winnable games or three, three and four, something like that. Right. After the Niners game, uh, looking at six winnable games. And then we get. Yeah, it's right. Blue Kirk. 
just Achilles snap. Uh, the irony here is that everybody was calling for Kirk in New York to back up Aaron Rodgers after his Achilles uh, tour, the fourth down of the season. And yeah. the, it would have been hilarious if they got a trade done like this week. Kirk goes to New York game one. Achilles goes like it was just Zach Wilson's like I can't get away from this yeah have you Zach, seen Rogers though lately by the way seen Zach, the new the, have you seen the new video of him yeah uh Aaron Rodgers is pretty doing dropbacks I know the ball yeah he's I mean his plan is to be back this season for sure and then he looks as good as Zach Wilson no does. about that uh but yeah Kirk Cousins Josh Dobbs end of the day I am I don't I mean I think we probably best case scenario split these next six games end up still even uh toward the end of the season and the lions beat us twice and the chiefs beat us or something like that and we end up with a losing record and uh not making the playoffs that's kind of where i'm at right now it seems like a vikings thing to do they won't just outright lose and make it so that we you know just like oh they just suck now it's okay as a vikings fan you can just let it go they're gonna kind of like stay in it a little bit and give us a little hope that's how the vikings operate they they do just enough to make you think maybe and then they lose that's they don't just lose uh so yeah that's that's fully what i'm expecting from the rest of the season from the vikings i think yeah. that covers our trades man uh we got any other random trades in the nfl or uh, yeah, looking, we, I'm looking at our thing. Montez sweat to the Bears for a 2024 second round draft pick. Uh, do you want to even talk we, about we that? We talked about that one it? already. That's the other guy from Washington. Right, yeah. Chase Young who moved. Yeah, so I mean, that's the trades. Crazy trades. I like it. Um, how? What are we sitting at? We're sitting at 10 likes on the video. That means we, go, we owe you guys one $25 gift card. Here's how that works. If you've already liked the video, head over to our private watch party community playback.tv slash triple cross there's a link in the description you can watch the show there it's live there so head over there is assuming you've already liked the video you gotta like the video first i do this do because i people tap the heart button when we're live which is nice that's nice of you but like you gotta hit the the one that looks like that uh yeah let's see what else we got the the hockey thing dude have you have you seen the hockey i mean i know you've seen the hockey thing because you told me about it i told you about it yes yeah i've seen it it's kind of wild. So Matt Petgrave is the guy's name. Matt Petgrave decides to go karate kid during a hockey game, does a full on like flying, spinning back kick Daniel Sun straight to the neck of Adam Johnson, who's a former NHL player. The skate cut Adam Johnson's throat, I guess, in his like jugular, his like vein right there. And he bled a lot. And he bled out, which is sad. I guess I'm kind of trying. I'm kind of making light of it here, but it's sad. If John doesn't uh, laugh, he'll cry. Yeah, uh, I might cry a little. Bit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, condolences to Adam Johnson's family and and all of that. But there's some, I guess, hockey fans. I'm not a hockey expert, not a hockey analyst, but uh, hockey fans are like, yeah, Matt Petgrave, freaking give him the death sentence. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's put him two in the chair. Fry There's him. two sides to this, I guess. You can look at it like, hey, it's an accident. Or you can look at it like, hey, that was like at least sort of intentional. You know, we mm -hmm. all know about in sports, there are such things as intentional fouls. Uh, that's real. Uh, this guy does have, a, this Matt Petgrave does have a bit of a reputation within the league, uh, supposedly, uh, of being a dirty player. I, I believe okay. he does lead this league in penalty time by like a significant margin. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an enforcer. Yeah, I think he's heard some other guys in the past. Like, that's his role a little bit. And uh, just by hearing us talk about it, you can't really develop an opinion on it. You, you really shouldn't. Uh, yeah, and for that we reason, clip. we do have a clip. Uh, I'll, I'll put a squeamish warning out there. If you're a yeah. little bit squeamish. You you got the full, like, with the blood version here. Yeah, there's right? a little, there's some blood. The, the video quality itself, not super, like, you aren't going to see anything uh, too graphic because the quality itself isn't that good. And there's only a few seconds at the end where you'll see some blood. Uh, but you really can't weigh in on whether or not this is even intentional or not without seeing it. That's kind of where I started to lean against like, Hey, this guy kind of did this. Like, I don't think he slashed a guy's neck on purpose, but it looks yeah. like a kick that was thrown as opposed to just some, Oh, Whoa, what a weird exchange of. Yeah. Players. Anyway, here, let's pop it up. On yeah. The let's screen. What do we got here? Here it is. Okay. So he's right. Yep. 
There it was. Maybe just run that part again now that everybody knows where he is. Okay, yep. So we got we got this yep. guy in the bed coming across to the guy in the white there. And you can see the leg go up there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Boom. And he kind of hits him right towards the head. You can see the head go back. And there's obviously some contact there. So kind of looking for that. And watch it yourself now. Boom. And huge collision. This guy absolutely stops in his track tracks um and then yeah here's the squeamish part there's a there's trail some, of blood yeah. following him off the ice he does get up somebody's trying to help him keep the you know keep him from bleeding out too much uh unsuccessfully unfortunately but yeah this is the uh so again no blood here uh, this part but this is kind of where it, this is what it comes down to is when you see this player this this red player i mean i'm colorblind i believe they're red maybe orange yeah player. yeah they look red yeah this leg coming up is just enough for me to think like, man, I just can't imagine. I mean, he's, he's, if anything, going to his right. It feels weird that he'd be going on to his right skate only at all. But even then you could kind of explain yeah. it away, but his skate getting up above somebody's shoulders is just, it feels intentional to me. Not that again, not that he hit the guy in the neck, but it feels like a purposefully thrown kick. And I don't know what you do with it at this point, John. I, I, I think though that this guy is at risk of seeing like jail time, but there's precedent for this in sports. You know, you can't egregiously commit acts of violence, uh, even if it's on a court or on a rink. Um, and I'm personally, I think I fall on the camp of like, if the foul was intentional, you meant to hurt the guy a little bit. You meant to break the rules. Maybe you didn't mean to break it so hard that you, you hurt him in this way or you, you killed a guy if the act was intentional and then just the, the harm kind of got out of control, I think you're still liable for that harm in any other situation you would be, you know, I mean, people like manslaughter kind of things. I mean, this happens in other things and we don't blink twice about putting the blame on somebody. So this guy, I can't, yeah, I can't look like just me looking at this. I, I don't look at it and say intentional mainly because of the in, like contact he had with the other dude. Like, I don't know what, like it's too it's two dimensional as we look at it. So I don't know what that contact with the other guy, the other white like player right there was. Um, so I could see like that contact affecting a fall or something like that. So like I don't look at this and say, yeah, that's for sure an on kick on purpose kick. But I'm also not an ice hockey player, not a skater. I mean, like, is there is it unanimous? Like, are the hockey people who are like former players and everything like weighing in on this and unanimously saying that's a hundred percent an intentional kick uh or is there like are we split on this or what you know i don't know do you know what that the temperature of that is yeah uh first off i mean I, I know on the screen it might be a touch smaller for you guys i have a little bit better view of it that that contact there is pretty minimal if anything it looks like it's just like arm to arm the bodies don't touch between that first white player and the guy who throws the kick it looks like the uh, skates might touch but like again i can't really tell i don't think they do uh again that's just me eyeballing it too but they look it looks to be the, some daylight there in between uh definitely some arm contact like hand fighting stuff is all mm -hmm. that for sure is there a little bit um but to your point uh to your question yeah it does seem like the commentary i've seen from hockey players is that yes the kick is an intentional kick uh this just mm -hmm. is too weird of a place for your skate to end up for it not to be an intentional kick i think again most most of the stuff i've seen they go like this guy didn't mean to kill the guy did mean to kick him though and that's where I, I mean, uh, this is in Europe, by the way. I don't know if we said that at the top, yeah. but um, I don't know what their laws are like either. That's also another big wrinkle in this. But if this happened in the U.S., you know, just given that it seems like an intentional kick, like I said, I think you're liable for all the damage then. And I think yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's murder. Uh, and again, in is, Europe, yeah. who knows what they call it. But it feels like he's, I mean, what do you say to this guy's family? Like, oh, sorry. Unfortunately, you know, you're what I assume the breadwinner of the family is gone i don't know who who he's survived by uh i would imagine this guy's liable for stuff. you can't just go around doing this stuff you can't you just can't or else why wouldn't all the enforcers just start throwing their skates up higher like yeah i think uh in the u.s in terms of criminal criminal charges i'm not a lawyer don't even play one on tv in terms of criminal charges the burden of i mean there's a justice system right so it's not the court of public opinion the as far as I understand it, the burden of it, it would be the burden of proof to prove that the kick was intentional, basically, which seems hard to prove. Like, 
you know what I mean? Hard to prove beyond, you know, beyond reasonable doubt. Was it intentional? Maybe like we can all say, yeah, I think it's intentional, but, but like to actually prove it beyond reasonable doubt seems tough if he says it wasn't. Uh, Even if it's not intentional, like, like I said, in manslaughter cases where you're driving a car and you hit somebody out of negligence or something, I mean, that's not intentional. Right. So, we'll then, know that. so then, it, so then it would be, liable. is it negligent? And that's where I think sports probably protects him. Right. Is that it's like, if you, if, a if there's a, like somebody blocks someone in the back in football or tackles them or even targets them. Right. It's a foul, you know, but that's like, that's probably where sports starts to protect you and say, says like, yeah, you can't really be like actively negligent. Uh, it's not like you're driving while you're sleeping or, or something like that. Uh, so I think that's, you know, I don't know, illegal Adam weighing in in the chat here. Reckless behavior could leave, lead to manslaughter. Um, look at you with the accurate legal assessment. Okay, so yeah, he says burden of proof would be to prove that this is a, a an intentional kick in the U.S. at least. Yeah. That seems hard. I and I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not. I do think maybe it is an intentional degree or a, an intentional kick, but uh, I think it might be hard to prove. That said, though. I would like to see some penalty for this guy beyond just like being banned from the league or whatever the league can do. Exactly. You know like, yes. The, cir- the circumstances now go outside of hockey. So it feels like the punishment should too. Again, this is all based on, I believe it's intentional. Um, yeah. Again, proving it beyond a shadow of a doubt is going to be tough, but reasonable just, doubt, reasonable doubt is yeah, reasonable doubt. Yeah. This, this does it for me. A skate should never be that high. And he doesn't look to be completely out of control. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I've I've read some lawyer books. I think that the move here would essentially be to bring in several expert witnesses that have hockey expertise to try and get them to say that this is definitely an intentional kick, right? And maybe if you could do that to an overwhelming degree in a court, you could, that is beyond a reasonable, that's what beyond a reasonable doubt means. Beyond yeah. all doubt is impossible, right? Sure. Um, again, not a lawyer. Adam's a lawyer. He can weigh back in in the chat. He did say, uh, he said two degree sports protects them, but not fully. There is an inherent risk, but that only goes so far. So yeah, yeah. potential, potential that this guy could, uh, if nothing else, like I would love to see the league find him all the money he has yeah. and then give it to this guy's family. If that, if like what you said was true and he's survived by some people who are now unsupported, hopefully they have players unions and stuff that, you know, he has life insurance and all of that. But, uh, yeah, no. I mean, sad thing that happened. Uh, I'm v- I'm always very hesitant to call for someone's head, just like I'm as he- I'm hesitant to cancel somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a there's a legal system for a reason, and I hate to be just like the you know court of public opinion. Like let's you know <laughs> burn her. Like I'm I don't want to be like a witch hunt guy. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Maybe being the voice of reason isn't the the move here, but I. I'm hesitant to be like, yup, just whatever the worst sentence we can give this guy. Let's do it. I feel um, like the voice of reason, uh, but that's your take. Uh, I feel like it's reasonable, but that's what reasonable doubt is, I guess, is some people are going to doubt it. Some people won't. Um, but like I said, there is precedent. Sports doesn't protect you completely. Uh, basketball player gave an elbow to a guy intentionally, and they they put his ass in, in prison for it. Uh, it's just too egregious. So. I think if you can, it, it, I do think it does matter if this is intentional or not. I don't think it's the same as like, yeah, yeah. but again, there's just, there's a lot of scenarios where I'm like in any other place, this guy would be held responsible. I definitely think that he should be in this one. So to, that's my, yeah. Take. And it, to your point about the basketball thing, so, like, I don't think it was even during active play, right? Like they no, weren't I think even, it was, yeah. Like, I don't think, I think it was like on dead ball or they were off ball. Like it was like not part of the play um, in the basketball case. It was like a high school game. Something like that. Uh, he, it was, it it was during play, I think, but he didn't have the ball. It was off ball, but not dead ball. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Th- I thought it wasn't during play, but uh, it was. A, you th- we're talking about the same one, right? It's high school. It was like a high school game In several years ago. San yeah. Antonio or something. Um. Yeah, I thought it was like not even during play, or it was during dead ball, or if it was during play, like it was not during like th- like this is they were at least like skating toward each other in the same area as the puck, right? Like the, as far as I understand the basketball one, it was like, they're not even near each other. And he's like, pop. Uh, yeah. And it might've even been during a dead ball. Yeah. Um, it's just a scary precedence to, to say like, Oh, as long as the guy has the puck or the ball or something like, Oh, it's kind of fair game to do whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's, there's gotta no, be a that's, line. In- that's not what I said. No, no, no. But- I know. I know. I'm saying that, but that's how 
if you did go this way, like, oh, he's not at fault at all. I want, I worry about what that leads to, you know, just more aggressive play that could lead to more stuff like this. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean you know. there's definitely going to be more aggressive play on ball or like in action for sure. And so where, how far does them being in sports and there being inherent risk in sports protect them? You think this is across the line? I think maybe it is, but it seems pretty hard to prove uh, that it's across the line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, where we are. Where Okay. So bottom line here, what do you think should actually like happen to this guy? Like if you were judge, jury and executioner, what would be your sentence here? Yeah. I mean, definitely uh, financial is probably the first thing that comes to mind. Like, like we talked about with like this guy's family. Um, again, we don't know all the details of, of his life, but uh, I, I would say that's the most important thing to protect. I would say another given his history too, you know, it's not like that doesn't get taken into consideration uh, for, for any crime in particular. And also within sports, even when we're not talking about crimes for just rule breakers, you know, the more you do this stuff, the more it should put a blemish on your resume. I think some kind of expulsion from the league isn't a bad idea. Even if it's yeah. not legally forced, the league pro probably is like just a PR thing. They probably should get rid of him. Um, no one player is worth this kind of bad publicity, I would say. Right. And uh, so, I mean, he's going to be punished in that way uh, and financially. And I mean, the real question is, should he go to jail, prison? And I see both sides of that, but I think I lean on the side of like, yeah, I think there's... Think you think he should actually be tried and convicted of a like yeah, if you yeah were judge, you gotta, again if you, you were judged during executioner you're convicting this guy of some sort of right crime, maybe I, manslaughter yeah and and that's not how it works but for sure but yeah i think you got to go through the motions of this at least and and let yeah. let people have all the facts and, and make the decision and and i wouldn't be surprised if yeah he does land you, did, you would at least want a criminal trial sounds like uh yeah yeah absolutely i mean gotcha. guy's dead like <laughs> yeah that's that's a pretty big deal yep no, I mean, I, I don't disagree with a trial. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm hesitant to, to call him guilty when when he hasn't been tried uh, is, well, is yeah, really Jeff. the only place that I'm at. Um, all right. Of a trial. Okay. Put words in my mouth. Well, I'm, I didn't put words in your mouth. I, I'm just saying like he's, I, I'm not going to call him like guilty of intentionally kicking that guy. Yeah. You if know? I were on the jury, I'd have to be convinced that he doesn't deserve a punishment, I think, is the side I'd be. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm just more neutral. I could be convinced either way still. John, uh, pro death. It's sports. I get it. It's okay. Yeah. I, dude, you go out there. Those are the risks. Um, yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, it's a rare risk, but it is one of the risks. All right. I think that we've talked that one out. You know, I think we've sufficiently hit that one. Uh, us and all the other YouTubers. Uh, reminder to everybody... Every 10 likes on the video is a $25 gift card. Uh, let's move to NFL. Let's move to something a little bit lighter, you know, a little bit less like dying. Who died like in the dying? NFL? Let's not die. Yeah, let's not talk about dying anymore. That's That was a real bummer. I like, feel <laughs> bummed out now. Yeah, uh, okay, so did you, like the, the no, first of all, before we talk about the person associated with the NFL, who is not even an NFL player or coach or anybody, but somehow still keeps getting talked about before we even get into that person. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos because Bravo Broncos, Bravo, Sean Payton taking down the chiefs. They've had a rough year. What are they? Two wins or something like that. But that Hey, right. one of those two wins is fellow AFC West. Like, and this is a, this is a in division, like this is an AFC West game. Like, Great job, Broncos. You know, hats off to the Broncos before we get into this at all. But we do got to call this out. Travis Kelsey, awful game for this guy. Why? I mean, we know why, right? I mean, we know why. the narrative. Yeah. You you can say I, I, I You should say it. You, no, I why don't really... you say why? You Why don't you say, no, it's the Broncos defense. Like, do you want to give the other potential reasons why Travis Kelsey was the so real, bad in this team? Because... Not ever, like even the best NFL players don't have great games every single game, and coincidences exist. That's why. Yeah. Now, John, why right. did Travis Kelsey not have a good game? So let let's start here. The Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs in like pretty convincing fashion, and then after the game, proceeded to absolutely troll Travis Kelsey with this little number. <laughs> So, yeah, 
Taylor Swift, not at the game. It wasn't a primetime game. She's not going to be at the game. if it's. She's not going to freaking Denver, the city of 3 million people, to watch a 2, two o'clock game. Come on. Uh, but she was not there. Travis Kelsey had an awful game. Uh, last week, it was pointed out that Travis Kelsey plays really well when Taylor's there. So, you know, he's showing out for his girl. They even talked about it on their pod. Here's that clip. Last thing for the Chiefs game, as we all saw on social media, Taylor was in attendance. And it's turning out that it was good she was in attendance because they put your stats up when she's at the game and when she's not at the game. I don't know if you're aware of this. Hmm, how could I not be aware of this? When T-Swift is at the game, you are averaging 99 yards. And when you are left with only your friends and remaining family there, you are at 46.5 yards a game. As it says in the edit or whatever it is, left to his own devices. <laughs> not only... Is social media noticing it, but it appears that Big Red is noticing it because he weighed in <laughs> in his post-game press conference. I love Coach Reed, man. What a guy. He was asked uh, about your big game, and his response was, Kelsey keeps getting better with time. Taylor can stay around all she wants. <laughs> oh, what a guy. When you're getting Big Red's approval and blessings, you know you're doing something right. That's awesome. Okay, so Andy Reid maybe believes the hype. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? If there's anything pointing it's fun success for your team, why not just jump on it? Yeah, I mean, as a an NFL fan, oh, hold, hold on, hold on. I know, I know what you're gonna say, but before you get into that, let me just. There's not. It's not unprecedented. Uh, unprecedented to show out for your girl, right? Like that's. That's yeah. like a thing, you know, like it, there's anybody who's ever been an athlete maybe has experienced at some point in time, like, yeah, girl, I liked was there. I played better. I think for you, Casey, it might be the opposite. Like you're like, if there's a girl I like, I do not want her at my games. Like I want her to be clear. I don't want her to see me not do good. But I think some people, you know, like they, they like that. It's a little extra edge. Where was uh, Taylor Swift when when Travis Kelsey was a, an all pro However many I mean, times he's been an all pro uh, before he was that all of that, all of that was the lead up. He needed yeah. all that to, to just get, get in contact with her. You know what I mean? With yeah. he's just, if you don't see Mark Andrews dating Taylor Swift, right? You can't just be like a better than average tight end and date, date Taylor Swift. You gotta be the best tight end of all time. If you want to date Taylor Swift. That's, I mean, that's if I'm making a case for it, here is that graphic, by the way. Uh, my favorite part about this graphic is his face. He's like, real tired and like they seem to always catch him when he's like like not making a very good for tv face uh the other thing that they do is as soon as anyone on the Chiefs scores a touchdown like we do not see chiefs celebration touchdown dances anymore we don't even know what they do when they score a touchdown now we only know what taylor does yeah it's getting pretty old honestly <laughs> you're done talking about it well as a NFL, i mean we cover the nfl a lot right and it's Every yeah. week, right? We have to talk. Yeah, about we've Taylor had Swift, you know five, six Taylor Swift segments at this. Just point, yeah. getting boring, you know, I, and especially when there's plenty else to talk about in this game. Like you said at the top, I mean, it. Hey, I remember a season, many seasons of NFL football, where when one of the top three teams gets beat by one of the bottom three teams, uh, that is newsworthy all on its own. Uh, but now we we have to see it through the lens of like pop yeah. music fans all the time. And it's boring. And honestly, I hope they break up. <laughs> like, I'm not going to break do. up. Or at least, uh, like, just. Well, actually, so, like, so let me tell you this. Uh, so, so in a second, you know what I want to do? In a second, I do want to give you just like an opportunity to talk about the game Sans Taylor. But here's, here's my actual take on this, and here's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, my belief is that the Chiefs will not lose another primetime game with Taylor Swift in attendance that includes playoff games that includes Super Bowl games. So as a 49ers fan, assuming that the 49ers get to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs would get to the Super Bowl in that scenario as well, then you do got to hope they break up because I don't think the NFL script writers allow a Chiefs loss with the Swifties watching. Uh, that's just my take. And, and, I, and I'm not even like, like that sounds tongue in cheek, but I'm actually kind of not even really joking about that. Like, I would be shocked if they lose another primetime game with Taylor Swift in attendance. Uh, you can respond to that, or you can just talk about how the Broncos beat the Chiefs, because that's pretty cool, too. The game itself is pretty much irrelevant. The Broncos aren't going 
anywhere this season. They're not going and that's to that's it, right? Like we could talk about it, but like great. I guess good job, Broncos, for getting a win, you know? Right. The Chiefs are going to the playoffs. Two two things that couldn't be more almost for certain uh than those two things. Um that's that's just the way it's gonna go. And honestly, yeah, if if Taylor Swift being in the stands or even just when she's not, like, does that give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt? In a lot of ways, if the if the refs are thinking about throwing a flag, uh, you know, for the Chiefs in favor of the Chiefs, are they likely to do it? Now, more likely to do it now? Yeah, I think probably sure. Like we see that kind of stuff every year, and it seems like the Chiefs are probably like the number one in those rankings, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're if there's a slanted field in favor of teams, they're at the top of the list, right? Because they're bringing in so many new fans to the NFL. Um, the NFL just kind of has a problem, not not even like a full blown problem, but they do have a tendency to sort of forget about their old fans they're 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 tried and true fans i mean yeah. we've seen it with something like the, we've the seen madden that with, with some of their yeah the madden franchise right like they, they just make like back of the box like features that'll sell to new fans that are just kind of seem cool but they're not the game gets yeah. worse and worse most years uh and and real fans of the game tend to dislike the new ones uh more often than not this one a yeah. little bit of an exception uh but yeah that's that's what i see in this situation is they're just making it so that new fans will love these games. And yeah, maybe that, that gives them an easier path to the Super Bowl. Um, I can get, I can get behind that. I don't even think your prediction is that crazy that they'll win every prime time. Let me, let me be more clear about my prediction then, because I think, I think what I'm saying, and this hurts me to say, because I've always been, when people say NBA scripted, NFL scripted, I'm like, I look, maybe it's a little covert, but it's not over. There's no overt scripting happening here. And I think what I'm saying in this particular situation with the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and like this whole kind of NFL X Taylor Swift eras tour collab that's happening. I think what I'm saying is that I think we're going from covert to overt. And this is like, if she continues to come to the games on primetime on primetime television, I think we are going to overt, we're going to see overt Chiefs winning. It's not just maybe there's a flag here. Maybe the ref leans this way. I think it's like going to be overtly known that the chiefs are supposed to win. Uh, yeah. will we ever know that? I don't know, but that's, that's, I think why it like hurts me a little bit because it I've was, never thought that there's overt tampering. It uh, was already the case that it was super covert for this team. So like, you know, I mean, cause Patrick Mahomes is the golden boy, right? It was yeah. the past got torch from Tom Brady to Pat Mahomes. So there's already this like covert, like they're going to get calls. I mean, that's not even that crazy. People expect that. Uh, but yeah, with this on top of it, it does become a little bit of a little bit too much. Maybe, um, and maybe Kelsey plays a little bit better when she's there. Maybe there's some truth to that, but I think that's a minimal factor in the whole. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, a joke. In the NFL, how much that's did you just pay Taylor yeah, that... to show up to all of their games? How right. much is it worth to you? You know, that's a yeah. So, so the joke is and that then, he's showing and then out therefore, for how much but... is it worth to you to protect that investment? Like exactly. Yeah. That th- that's where I mean. Look, it's probably bringing in a lot of fandom. It's probably like be- mutually beneficial to some degree, right? Uh, yeah. Are there NFL people who are kind of like non non Swifties who are like, oh, I mean, that's cool. She dates Travis Kelsey. Maybe I'll give her music a chance or maybe I won't be so, you know, against my daughter going to her show or whatever, you know, like maybe there's some of that. But but it's certainly beneficial for the NFL. And uh, I mean, so I guess are you on the same narrative train where it's like we actually might be an over like Chiefs Super Bowl ring is sort of inevitable unless these two unless these two break up if they're even really day, dating you know like that just going to be overtly tampered with to that point um I mean I hope not but like I think that's where I'm sitting I think that I'm like if I have to call it today I think the Chiefs win because they don't break up and she comes to the games unless she's on tour the other thing you could hope is she's on tour and she's not there so the Swifties aren't watching so they can kind of let it play out I, I am less and less concerned with Taylor Swift's actual schedule. Um, I think I, I fall in the category of like, I'm less likely to ever want to listen to any Taylor Swift because of it. Like, it's bad <laughs> taste in my mouth now. Um, I think already before Taylor, there was already a line being kind of walked between covert and overt. Uh, you know, that's the reason we've already been talking about it for a decade or more right. uh, in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think it does go into overt for sure. Um, I guess if I'm really putting on my tinfoil hat, if we're you know, down the lane, we're talking here. I, I think it would benefit the chiefs, maybe all the way up until the super bowl. Maybe the NFL could somehow make some money off of like a lot of people betting up the chiefs to be the super bowl winner or, mm-hmm. or in some big matchup. And, and that's finally when they kind of kill the hero a little bit, um, you know, as in storytelling, that's kind of 
like yeah, the go-to that's move. That's the hope. You know? That's the hope if you're not a Chiefs fan for sure. Well, I mean, even if it's even if you're the NFL itself, I mean, I think that's you want her at every game as possible, including the Super Bowl. Do you necessarily want them to win though, or is it better for the story if they lose in the Super Bowl? Um, yeah. That's complete narrative street. I don't really think that's the situation we're dealing with anyway. But I guess that's why I'm saying like Hopefully the Super not. Bowl is up for grabs like it is every year right now. Are the Chiefs the leading candidates to win it? Perhaps, and I don't know that. Well, that, that's my final question. That. That's my final question. So let's forget about Taylor Swift for a minute and just talk about the Chiefs' real. football team. Uh, the real good. I, I think there's been a pretty big red flag for the Chiefs' period, and that is their their offense seems to be Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Isaiah Pacheco, and then like not good. <laughs> like their offense seems to not be very good kind of surprisingly. And it's like, it's still kind of good or maybe above average because essentially of those three players. Uh, but like, we're not talking about a bunch of guys who are threats. Like it usually is on the chiefs. Yeah, like, Pat Mahomes can take someone who's an average receiver and make them a threat. Like he's good at that. But like, yeah, the, it seems like their receivers are like bad route runners, bad at catching the ball, bad at like they're besides Travis Kelsey. They're like, just not good. So I guess my final, like, you know, there's the tra- Taylor Swift segment. My my final question to you is, do you see the Chiefs still as the number one contender for the Super Bowl? Uh, or do you think that their offense is just too much of a problem? I don't see this as anything different than we've seen from the Chiefs in the last five years. Uh, they've never really had a, an abundance of great skill position players, no matter how you want to cut mm-hmm. it. Uh, no matter how good Mahomes makes them look. They've had Tyreek Hill with Travis Kelsey before. That's yeah. two good players outside of Mahomes. This year, they've got Pacheco and Kelsey, and I'd even throw in Rashi Rice in there. I think this is about as talented a group as they've ever had. Yeah, the other guys aren't very good. They're just glorified track stars, basically. But that is more how it's always been. Even though any one guy can be a weapon on any given week, Mm -hmm. nobody else is consistent in the offense outside of Kelsey, uh, Pacheco, Rashi Rice a little bit, and Tyreek Hill in the past. So... Again, doesn't change anything in my mind. The defense is a little bit better than it's usually been. That also brings down the amount of points they will typically score in a matchup because yeah. they don't need to score as many to beat the other team. So I, I just think it's a, a slightly different built team as far as it's a little bit more defensive minded. And I think that's probably because they want to win a championship. They're probably the uh, the top dogs in the league uh, betting wise, like odds on to win the Super Bowl. Probably. Uh, I'd say the biggest factor is that, you know, that somebody could take them out uh, before they even get there. So I, I don't know. I, the, the chiefs are a great football team and they could win the super bowl. Uh, yeah. Way to go down the middle there. I think, uh, this yeah, is not right, a new so, we're seeing this year. It, they're the same team. They're the same team. They've always been. Here's where I think there's a small difference from at least what I've seen before. Maybe I'm not following as closely. Uh, in the past, I feel like their other offensive threats besides their main two or three, if you include Mahomes are at least NFL receivers. When you throw them the ball, they catch it. Who? These guys seem like, I mean, just like insert name here, right? Like when you throw them the ball, they catch it. Like what I see now is like dudes just dropping passes when they're open or dudes just like running wrong routes. Like they seem like not even average or like NFL level receivers, but like actually bad receivers. Uh, So I'm not saying that there were names before, right? Like I'm not telling you there were names. telling you at least they were passable like they were playable these guys seem not playable uh but you know maybe that's recency bias maybe that's just kind of me watching some stuff not watch it's not like i've ever watched every chiefs game for the past five years bottom line i think closing this out closing this segment out my final take here the chiefs will not lose another primetime game with taylor swift in attendance and i'm including the super bowl in that Uh, i hope that doesn't happen but i think it will Okay, where are we here? I gotta gotta look at our little document. Um, okay, let's jump. Yeah, let's jump one and come back if we have time. Uh, that made no sense to anybody else. Uh, quick reminder: to every ten likes on the video, we give away a twenty-five dollar gift card. Um, if you've already liked the video, you can go over to Triple Cross. No, playback.tv slash Triple Cross, and there's a link in the description. All right, Casey, let's switch gears to basketball and talk about your boys. Your boys, the GSW, the Golden State Warriors. Before we get into this, uh, what we're going to talk about is if Chris Paul makes the Warriors a cheat code. Because this is what he's done in every team he's come into. He's taken a team that is at this level and he's like a force multiplier, right? Yeah. It's like he's not, they don't take, they don't get him. If Chris Paul's this good and they're this good, 
he, they don't, he doesn't make them this good. He makes them this good, right? right? That's what Crystal Paul has done for his whole career. And everybody's like, well, he's old now. He's 38 or whatever, however old he is. Uh, he's not going to do that with the Warriors. How Before we even get into that, as a Warriors fan, when this trade happened in the offseason, how did you feel about it? Like, were you like, this is great. We got the force multiplier. Or were you yeah. just like, meh? We talked about it on episode. Uh, I've had more time to think about it, but my thoughts haven't changed too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first off, as as the Warriors fan, the thing I was Im- most immediately excited about is that we didn't hemorrhage value. Uh, we got somebody <laughs> of at least like value back, and we got rid of Jordan Poole in yeah. this deal. Yeah, so that was- I think you said, I think you said, if nothing else, it's addition by subtraction. Yeah, like getting Jordan uh, Poole, Poole out of there. Poole was just not clicking. I don't think he's a terrible player, but it just it just felt like he's a he fit, you know? Like he wasn't the least talented guy out there, but just just didn't feel like he added much to the squad. Um Jordan Poole we, is a chucker, which is Washington's a great place for him to be cuz it's yeah. like, oh, well, I mean, we don't we don't really win games here. You can chuck up however many shots you want. Right. And with Chris Paul, I mean, I'm a huge fan of guys who play like this anyway. I'm a big fan of these like glue type of guys who kind of bring the team together and and maximize the potential of everybody on the floor. And uh, and even even though there was some bad blood uh, with some of the the Warriors and yeah, a little Taylor Swift re- reference, I like it. Oh man, um, <laughs> Chris Paul and uh, and like Draymond and, and yeah. some of the other guys on Golden State. Um, to me, that almost. Uh, sure it's a narrative and i'll I'll see what i want to see but that almost says something positive too like why would you go after a guy who some of your teammates might not be huge fans of like you must really think he's the right guy for the job then right like it otherwise you would just get somebody sort of like him who your team already doesn't hate uh but i mean as far as i've seen from all the reports the team's getting along really well so yeah no harm no foul there as far as the old relationships and yeah they're playing good ball and it feels like more of a team than with pool there. So yeah, I I'm real high on this trade. I think that they're, uh, I, I think you said earlier in the episode, something about uh, teams that can compete in the West. And I don't think you said the warriors uh, the top, like three or four teams and easy to forget. Yeah. I think they're a little easy to me. forget with, uh, with, with last year, they were like kind of underwhelming. So, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely right. So, you know, we're looking at Suns, Nuggets, Warriors, and then, you know, where do the Clippers fall? How good are the Clippers? I still think the Clippers are better than all of those teams than the Nuggets at their best, right? Who's the best at their best? Still think it's the Clippers, maybe besides the Nuggets. Uh, that's kind of an aside. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing that you just said that is like the key to this is what the Warriors do better than anybody is they have a coach that actually matters, right? So you can put me on record by saying in the NBA, coaching doesn't matter. Not nearly as much as it does in the NFL. In the NBA, when you're a coach, all you really are is like an ego manager. You're just managing the egos and the pecking order of your team. And that is also true in Golden State. Like schematically, is Steve Kerr that much better of a coach? Yeah, maybe. Brad Stevens has been, you know, touted as a very schematically good coach as well. He's not really, really like achieved much as a coach. Uh, schematically, it doesn't matter because there's only like five actions they run in the whole NBA. But in terms of ego management and making people buy into a system and making people buy into, here's how we're going to win games. There seems to be nobody better at it in the league than Steve Kerr and like maybe Eric Spolstra in Miami, and that's. It. Other than that, like the whole league is just a bunch of also rans uh, in yeah. terms of coaching. So you take a guy like Chris Paul, who's had problems with Draymond Green. Let's talk about this. We got Draymond Green, who's one of the strongest personalities in the NBA. Chris Paul, one of the strongest personalities in the NBA. They've had Kevin Durant on their team, one of the strongest personalities in the NBA. But when you're in Golden State, you play this way. It, it reminds yeah. me of the Bill Belichick Patriots when they had like Randy Moss and they've had uh, different Antonio Brown at points and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, that you can have your off field stuff. But when you're with the Patriots, no off field stuff. Right. Yeah. We no. might deflate footballs, you know, but but no off field stuff like you leave that crap at home. Uh, and that's kind of like what the Warriors have been really good at is everybody buys in. Chris, you got Chris Paul buying into a off the bench role, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so some numbers from him so far, 11.3 points per game, 8.3 assists per game. Looks like he's playing around 30 minutes uh, a game, shooting 63% 
from the three-point line. Is that right? 63% from the three-point line. Seems low. No, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, from the three-point line. I thought, wait, that's high. Okay. He's shooting bad from the three-point line. Okay. <laughs> He's shooting 6.3%. That was such a weird line. number. My brain immediately <laughs> thought you were talking about free throw percentage because I was like, nobody, that's not real. He's shooting about 89% from the free throw line. But yeah, so not shooting well from the three-point line so far, but contributing. What's the, what's the actual number for his three-point percent? 6.3. That's why I read that wrong. That's pretty low. He's 0.063, you know, instead of 0.63 from the three-point line. Uh, Yeah, he's, I mean, a career, like, kind of 36, 37% shooter, 35% shooter. Room room to improve. For sure. Uh, I don't think he's taken very many attempts, honestly. You know, he's he's taken, what, maybe three or four attempts, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot. Probably he's taken 12%. 12 attempts. He's probably taken four attempts a game. That's what it says right there. So I'm going to go with that. Four attempts a game, not making them so far. So probably 16 total attempts on the season. They are one and three. They lost their first game to the Suns by four points. They have sent since beat the, yeah, so Suns, they lost to, they've since beat the, what do we got here? Everyone else, everyone else they played, they beat. Uh, cheat code. Yes. Until proven otherwise. My position on Chris Paul is that he is a cheat code for any team. He's a force multiplier. This is the dude who brought Oklahoma City to the playoffs when SGA was a rookie, and they haven't been back since, right? They were there because of Chris Paul. So, yes, until proven otherwise, you can tell me, oh, he's old. He can't do that anymore. He's injured now. Okay, until proven otherwise, he is a force multiplier. So if he comes here and he's not a cheat code for the Warriors, fine. Then he's done with that. Uh, but he gets, he gets that title. He gets that benefit of the doubt until he proves otherwise. And so far the, the warriors look really good. So I think he's just proven what he is. That's what Chris Paul is. That's what he does. I think that's it, man. I think that's Chris Paul. We got one more thing. You want to get into it? Want to talk about, want to talk about the Provo soak? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I think I got a couple clips here on this. Uh, did I have a Chris Paul clip? No. Okay. So, uh, a couple months ago, or here, here, let me, let me. How do I want to get? How do we want to get into this? <laughs> this is a tough. This is a tough one. Okay, John, so, you're 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 yeah. you're. I'm a Mormon. You're, there you go. Yeah, I'm a Mormon. That's how. Yeah, uh, more a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, commonly known as Mormons. So, a couple months ago. Pat McAfee learned on his program th- about the about soaking, also what? known as also known as the Provo Soak. What? Uh, and then he had he, he does college game day, NCAA college game day, uh, and he was in Utah this last weekend, and and he brought it up. So here's the clip from that. Oh, God. I mean, you got to do it. I mean, you got to do it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Listen, it's 7 a.m. out here, okay? It is 34 degrees out here in the back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Mighty Utah student section has been here in abundance. They've been loud in today's a day where they showcase to the world that it's not just Mormons and soaking in Utah. No, no. It's great football and an incredible fan base. They've been so kind. I appreciate the hell out of you all. Uh, before we move on, can I just say like Pat McAfee, he's a different kind of in shape than the kind of in shape I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's got, he's the kind of in shape where all of his muscles show and he's got like abs. I'm the kind of in shape, like, uh, like Will Ferrell from semi-pro like, yeah, you know, he can move around, but it's it's all soft. It's all soft around the middle there. I'm more the Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah, you're, you're the Pat McAfee kind of in shape. I'm. I'm a different kind of in shape. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Pat, Pat, keeping it tight before I Atta move boy. on, let me just say, uh, so after that happened on the Pat McAfee show, I think maybe something was going viral around this time about soaking. And, uh, it was also on the Pat Bev show. So we're crossing sports here. This is NFL. This is NBA is on the Pat Bev show. So Roan brought it up to Pat Bev. Here's that clip. And this is where, if you don't know what soaking is, you will Prepare now to be educated, learn. prepare to be educated. It's weird. Um, let me just tell you, it's a weird one. You're going to think it's weird. 
You know what soaking is? Soaking? Yeah. Like, if I was to... Dude, I don't think you do know what it is. Can I guess? Do you want to? I don't have a problem embarrassing myself. <laughs> okay, guess, guess. If I'm soaking, like, in the bathtub, uh, I'm soaking in my own tears. It's a thing that goes on at, like, BYU and Mormon schools where they're not allowed to have premarital sex. And so what they do is the guy kind of takes the car and parks it in the garage and just lets it idle there. And it just sits there. I don't understand what you mean because you kind of tell it to me like I'm a three-year-old. He, a guy, a guy puts his, you know what I mean? Well, I don't. His, his dick in there and just leaves it there. And it just soak. he just leaves it there to soak. And it's the thing that goes on in Utah. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, if you know. would play for the Jazz, you'd have people in the crowd that probably soaked right before the game. I did not know that. Shocking stuff. <laughs> okay. Before, again. John, how was your, uh, how was your recent soaking? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was soaking right before this. Uh, yeah. No, I again. How did it go? How did it go? Pat Bev, just a pro reactor. Like... <laughs> The dude should play poker. I don't know. He probably does play poker, but he was just completely straight faced. Like, oh, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Didn't know that that's what they did in Utah. Um, also, he said, explain it to me like a three-year-old. I don't think I would ever use the term dick with a three-year-old, but Why hey. Why would you be explaining what soaking is to a three-year-old ever? <laughs> that's, the, that's the other problem. Pat's like, explain it to me like a three-year-old. Ron should have been like, we're not going to talk about it then because you would never explain this to a three-year-old. So, John, these are your people. Uh, these are a lot of people. I'm are part wondering. of this soaking culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the soak master, um, and a lot of people are probably wondering, like, okay, this is like funny stuff, funny to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but is it real? And is I, real? I think you're the expert on it. Does it actually happen? Yeah. How often does it occur? Yeah. Is this uh, okay? Well, so I think honestly, I think there's just like a little bit of a misunderstanding here. Um, this is just how Mormons have sex. Like we just, with our wives, everything, we just kind of lay there, right? You got Extremely seven wives. It's, it's a lot of work. You just lay there. Like mm -hmm. it's how you kind of do it, honestly. Um, all joking aside, my opinion on that, my take maybe is different on this. So that specific act of like laying completely 100% still, uh, does that ever happen? Has it ever happened? Probably, probably somebody somewhere's done it. Probably somebody who's not even Mormon has done it, right? Like probably somebody somewhere has done it. I think it's incredibly uncommon. And I would go so far as to say, like, no, soaking's not a thing. Soaking doesn't happen. And I would even say soaking has never happened. People have had sex and people have not had sex, but soaking, that's not a different act than sex. I I hear you. I hear you. I agree. <laughs> You're like probably very rare. I just refuse to believe it's not real. I think just the fact we're talking about it, it's real. I mean, you know? it's real as an idea for sure. It's very real as an idea. And it's I, got some juice right now too. It's <laughs> Soaking's got some juice. Yeah. Uh, they're so soaking in that juice. I Okay. So if anybody who knows me sees this, I, because yeah, this is the other thing is like, oh man, we're going to say some Confessions stuff. of a soaker. Go right. ahead. If anyone I know who knows me sees this and knows somebody who like has admitted to it, because that's the other thing is very few people would admit to this. I think there's probably somebody on the Internet who's like, you know, creates like a, you know, ex like anti-Mormon content or like ex-Mormon, ex-church member content who would probably, you know, probably was like, yep, it's a thing. I, I totally did it. Well, I want to know any active members that I know. Like, reach out to me and tell me, like, on Instagram or whatever, yes, I actually know somebody who's done it. I want to know how common this is. I don't think it's common. I think maybe somebody somewhere has done it. But but I also think we're talking about, like, a very subjective, like, how much movement do you do during sex? Probably different amounts for different people, right? Like, we're already talking about a very subjective continuum of, like, how much movement is there? Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on it, is that I'm like... Maybe some people just don't like a lot of movement, you know? God likes no movement. That's why yeah. he told the Mormons yeah. to soak, John. God is a T-Rex. You need to read up on your scriptures because uh, I'm not liking what, what I'm hearing from your side of the, the yeah. video right now. God is a T-Rex and his vision is works based on movement. So yeah. if you don't move, he won't see you. It, he, basically, his his way of looking at it is he puts in one of those motion detector lights 
And if the lights go off, I mean, you you're going to hell. Yeah, that's that's, that's, what, that's gotta, my understanding of it. You got to keep the lights going. Laid up. out how like from inside how it looks. From the outside looking in, <laughs> from inside, from inside the soak, yeah, <laughs> from, in, from inside the soak. That's our yeah. new podcast coming out. Hey, next week. new podcast spinoff, inside yeah. the soak, inside uh, the soak. We with, only interview BYU players for any sport. Yeah, not bad. I like not bad. It. I like it. Uh, but yeah, from the outside looking in, I go by the the motion sensor rule. Like if if you're if you're <laughs> outside your garage, if you were soaking, and it stays dark, you're good, baby. You're all good. I, if anybody in the church is seeing this and is considering soaking, super weird. How did you come across this podcast? But for fun, let me just say this. One, it's sex. Two, it's kind of a dumb way to to like do stuff that you're not supposed to do. Because Casey, for example, you, non-member of the church, let's say you and I take our pants off and do hand stuff in touch each other's bathing suit parts or let's say we do it with a girl all right like you and a girl touch each other's bathing suit parts with your pants off did you have sex that's all you do though uh that's a subcategory of sex but it's a loose loose easy easy to kind of justify to yourself that you didn't have sex though right you know easier now let's say you soak did you have sex like how easy is that to justify to yourself so i'm just saying there's like a lot of things that objectively are better that are also more easy to justify to yourself so that's that's kind of my piece on it honestly you just shouldn't do any of them before you're married if that's what you believe if you believe you shouldn't be having sexual relationship relations before you're married you just shouldn't have sexual relations before you're married even though it's really hard right like i get it it's hard but that's kind of the bottom line is that if if all the things you could this is why kind of why i think it's uncommon because of all things you could do this is kind of just like the dumbest. Soaking is not for the faint of heart. And honestly, I I don't know if I agree with you. I mean, what is better is subjective. So yeah, I mean, look, some, soak, people like, some people like no motion. And you believe, also if you believe it is a valid loophole, I say soak on, baby. If you believe it's a valid loophole, you're wrong. If you're at least a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, then you don't but, have faith. But... Yeah, I mean, look, I think this isn't a church pod, but but no matter what, like, there's nothing you can't come back from, right? If you've done some stuff that wasn't good or whatever, like, th you know, then you believe, if you believe in the church, then you believe, like, that, that's, you know, you can still come back from that. There's no, there's nothing you can't come back from, but... Also, if you take any sort of sexual advice from our podcast, you need help. That's not the place. That. Yeah, it's not the place for it. Yeah. Don't do it. When I heard about soaking, I was like, I think, isn't that just, I think that's just how I have sex. Yeah. Like me and my, that's what my wife and I do. We just kind of lay there like, no, something will happen eventually, you know? Got, got a big old Mormon family over there brewing <laughs> yeah. too. So, hey. Yeah. Something will go down through. eventually. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think that's officially the show, y'all. On uh, that note, that's the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that, please rate the show five stars. Unless you're like, that was weird. I didn't like that at all. Then maybe just wait till next time. Wait, listen to the next episode. And if that's worth five stars, then give us them five stars. Give us a review. Tell people how awesome it is. If you're on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell icon. And then it'll give you an option and just say, all. Oh, I want all notifications. Because every time these guys are live, they're giving away $25 gift cards. Speaking of $25 gift cards, we're about to give one away. So if you're still on YouTube, head over to playback.tv slash triple cross or hit the link in the description. I've been John, and that's been Casey. Say something, Casey. Something. Bye.